Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Snoop Dogg to his Martha Stewart, Michael Howard. <laughs> Michael, would you go to jail for me? Or would you wait for me when I got out of jail? Of course. Would yeah. you you'd be there waiting for me? Oh yeah, for sure. In my line of home goods? Yeah. That's that's one of those sweet, like modern like friendships that I'm just very into. I feel like they never could have happened before this time period. I feel like it's one of those things where like where when you first hear it, you think to yourself, Well, that's weird. But then the more you think about it and you're like, Yeah, it makes sense that Martha Stewart smokes a ton of pot. It makes sense. It makes sense that she would have street cred, right? Sure. I mean, she's been to prison. Mm-hmm. For she, financial crime. Right. The, the best street crimes? The the best. She basically did a heist, but like she heisted money, which I guess is just robbery. Yeah. But still. Oh, Michael, that j- okay, that just reminds me we have another heist story this week that I totally <gasps> planked on in our pre-show notes. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, thank God we talked about Martha Stewart and her good crimes. <laughs> that didn't hurt anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like insider trading, which it. I feel like that's one of those laws that is supposed to be there to stop the things that we have carved out of the law to make totally legal. Right. Like, the, the the people that actually get caught for it, it's like, whatever. But the people who are actually insider trading, like, I don't know, Congress? Insider <laughs> trading seems like one of those crimes that you can... It is entirely reliant on snitches. hmm Like, mm-hmm. any other crime, like, there's evidence, you can get caught. I think insider trading is just snitches. Because, like, you have to be told... Yeah, there got to be a tattletale in this situation. Unless, like, the SEC is just dangling fake information out in front of rich people. Like, you're going to get you. I don't know, man. I mean, if you... For example, I, we were, I work with some clients. And if I knew something about a client and I told you and you all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just invested or, like, shorted, like, $50,000 worth of this thing. Right. They, they might be like, huh. That's weird. What 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 what's this guy up to? Yeah, and 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 if you made a ton of money, they might they might connect the dots. So two things: one, the presupposition of your argument that I have fifty thousand dollars invested in literally, <laughs> well, no, anything, you would borrow it to in, in to short the thing that I guaranteed you. I'm guaranteeing you returns. Okay, here. so yeah, so um, again, the literal <laughs> only way that they can pin this on me. Is for you to snitch, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you just keep your fucking mouth shut. You get your ten percent vig, and you're good. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Let's. Uh, we're gonna cut all this, so when that one it happens, they won't have evidence. Again, this is proof of nothing, though. You've given me no hot tips, <laughs> no cool leads about millennial construction business. So just when it when the time comes, just fucking zip it, bud. You're fine. Oh God, man. Yes. The millennials um yeah i was in a meeting today where somebody mentioned millennials and i was i had to be like yeah they're like 35 and like in some in some calculations i'm a millennial at 37 mm-hmm. and i'm sitting in this room with you i've done the math yep. so uh yeah mm-hmm. you're like six years older than me you can't talk about the millennial mindset <laughs> 
And the money on my is like, what? What is it today? What? Are, like, have I killed something? Am I buying something? What do you want? Me, what do you want from me? And also, give me enough credit for like the things I have killed. <laughs> no, it was just um that we that millennials. Sorry, uh, they need technology. You can, Michael, in you their... can say we. We're in a safe place. You're you're among <laughs> a fellow millennial, an elder millennial. They, they were just lamenting that you know they actually have to invest in technology. <laughs> to to draw in millennials and I was like that has nothing to do with millennials and everything with the year it being the year 2019 yeah oops it, we're online Michael do you remember the name of the company that uh, Martha Stewart got caught for insider training with oh no I don't it's called I'm clone like what I am they, clone what did they do Clone um, people no, it was a, they had a pharmaceutical product. I think for I think for cancer treatment. Which actually, now that I'm hearing that, like, yeah, actually, Martha Stewart, you can go to jail. <laughs> You're just messing with cancer drugs. Um, yeah, Michael, uh, which how's your week been, buddy? How you been? That's been good. Okay, been good. Nothing to complain about. How about you? I've had something on my mind. Yeah, it's just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I've also been, I saw a tweet yesterday that I have not been able to get out of my mind. Um, <laughs> so you're going to, you're going to put that evil on me. Oh, I'm going to put it on everybody, buddy. We're starting off with a shower thought, homie. It's, oh, not, it's not just okay. for ending shows. This is Oof, an opener. Coming out, coming out throwing fastballs. Yeah. Oh, and this one is, spe- I mean, it's, it's apropos that you said fastball, which by the way, hold on, time out, pause. Hmm. Did you know fastball has a new album out? fastball like the way the fastball? way fastball yeah like fire escape fastball um something ocean fast yeah um or at least they just showed up randomly on my uh release radar on spotify huh yeah well to i know i know that tool came out with a new album because oh. we were discussing the tool taylor swift feud earlier buddy if okay we're gonna get man you keep <laughs> you keep just jumping ahead yeah we yeah. i know we haven't talked in two weeks we got we got so much to talk about all right let's hear the shower thought first yeah so they have a new album out called the help machine which is oh sure of course such an a mid 90s or i guess early 2000s band coming back to light in 2017 it's like yeah i don't know just the help machine that sounds like sometimes sometimes I want to just listen to late 90s early 2000s rock and you know I've heard all the songs before so sometimes you want them to come out with a new album of late 90s early 2000s rock Michael you want to know you want to know and I'll give you one I'll give you two guesses on what my like late 90s 2000s comfort band is the one I go back to all the time when I just want to feel safe Collective Soul? No. I, I'm, I, Seven Mary uh, Three? Weird enough, I was talking about Collective Soul the other, this weekend. Um, uh, but no, the, Collective Soul's too goofy. Um, and Michael, it's, it's, a, be it's an like, ironic name given everything you and the listeners know about me. Oh, yeah. I, fuck, I can't think of anything. Think of my greatest fears. Oh. Uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket? Yeah, man. Love Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, that's it. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's my boy. That's a good one. They also put it on an album recently. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> it just it's just it's it's a musical rena- renaissance now, Michael. Renaissance. Tis, tis the time. Tis the season. If you were if you were relevant in late nineties, 
come out with an album now. I mean, they have a 30th anniversary tour that I think just ended apparently. <laughs> so that's where well, that's where I'm at. Michael, here's this shower thought. It's from um, Leet Hacks on Twitter. <laughs> L33T underscore H4X, obviously. Um, obviously. Here's the thought that it's just been in my head for a long time since yesterday. What if we never invented cars and horses just kept getting faster? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's at first blush, it sounds ridiculous, but then you think about how much the world record for... Human all, speed. all, yeah, all of the races and long jumps and all that stuff. How, how much it has changed in the last hundred years mm-hmm. since cars were invented. If we had put all that effort towards horses into better horses instead of cars, would we have horses that are safe and go like fifty miles an hour? An, ele- so. an electric horse. <laughs> electric horse. And Michael, my head went a different direction. Because I was like, okay, sure. One horse is great. And obviously, you know, there's the famous Henry Ford quote about like, you know, people just wanted a faster horse, whatever. But like, what if we got that? But also, what about a bigger horse? What if instead of train, like just horses got bigger, faster, stronger, everything we needed them to be. We just made a tailor-made horse to any task we needed. What a flying horse. What if big? You know, what if big underwater horse? Yeah, just like genetically end engineer horses for all occasions. And what if they just did it to help us out? What if they were just like, all right, well, I can get real big. I I, I assume you'd have to breed much bigger carrots <laughs> for the horses because you can't be feeding those tiny little carrots or to Michael, that Michael, big horse, a really big stick. Oh. Yeah. So, as far as I know, there are two methods of training horses. It's a uh, <laughs> carrot stick. I would never use a stick. That's... Absolutely not. But, it, well, Michael, sometimes you have to because if you don't, then you just got a, a massive, very fast, very chonky horse. <laughs> Which, on, obviously, those have their uses, too. If you need to clear a big, big wall, get a big, big boy horse in there. Knock it down. <laughs> you need to swing a wrecking ball? Yeah. Because I'm assuming that every vehicle has been replaced with horse. Mm-hmm. A chonky horse. A chonky horse. Yeah. So that- A chonky helium-filled horse. Your blimp. <sighs> Michael, if we could get a, deri- like a rigid air horse. <laughs> yeah. Dirigid horse? Dirigid horse. Uh, yeah, so Michael, that's where my head's been at. Uh, what do you got that's going on this week, buddy? <sighs> We've been talking a lot about Popeye's chicken. Obviously, they had their their day in the shade. They uh, and then they blew it. They had their moment. <laughs> they really blew it. And they just ran out of chicken and bread, I guess. And they still haven't brought it back. Yeah, Michael, I want to talk to you about a chicken restaurant that knows what the fuck they're doing. Okay, KFC. Oh, the the OG. Yeah. And I'm not talking about they know what they're doing with the chicken. Obviously, they've got that one nailed down. Um, what I'm talking about... Do you, even, do you the, like KFC chicken? It's fine. It's good. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah, like what? I'll eat it. What do you think... Okay, so they have a secret recipe of like 11 herbs and spices. But like, it's not that hard to figure out what them herbs and spices is. There's only so many of them. And like, ratios of herbs and spices is not quite the the science that say the ratio of your corn syrup to crack cocaine or whatever the hell Coca-Cola is. Right. It's like, I can, I can suss out the, the 11 herbs and spices in KFC for sure. 
Coca-Cola Classic, that's going to take me a minute. New Coke, that's I've got that one nailed down. It's just piss water and poop. <laughs> um, but OG Coca-Cola, yeah, that, that one's going to take me some chemical engineering that I, frankly, above my pay grade. Um, but I can throw together some salt and sassafras and flour, and I'll get to KFC pretty soon. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. I'll get there eventually, and I'll get to eat a whole bunch of delicious fried chicken on my Along way. the way. What a journey. Um, well, Michael... My question was not so much about the chicken and my impression of like, how do you feel about KFC insofar as do you want to date and fuck Colonel Sanders? You know what? I, I was about to say I do enjoy their uh, ad campaign where pe- different people are Colonel Sanders. They have one with Rudy. Mm-hmm. Rudy being uh, Colonel Sanders, which is delightful. Do you just mean Sean Astin? Yeah. Okay. Frodo, or not Frodo, uh, Samwise, Ganji, yeah. Rudy, uh, dude from uh, who, who gets eaten in uh, Stranger Things. I did see some tweet about uh, some like teens being like, uh, I forget what the actual context it was like, but it was like, oh my God, like the stepdad from Stranger Things shows up in XYZ <laughs> and they're just like, sorry, do you mean fucking Rudy? And there's like a response on Twitter and it's like. The beautiful thing about Sean Astin more than I think any other actor currently like in in the zeitgeist is just like there is just a Sean Astin for whatever situation you need. Like there really is. It's so the Sean Astin is so versatile. Yeah, he's like whatever generation needs a Sean Astin gets their Sean Astin. Like there's Rudy, totally different. There's there's Samwise Gamgee, Lord of the Rings. There's tons of other stuff, obviously, but it's like whatever he needs you to be. Well, what the, the the best thing about it, and I think what brings all the generations together, is that you literally cannot tell the difference between Sean Astin and Rudy and Sean Astin and Stranger Things. Like he he looks exactly the same. Goonies. He even even at eleven years old, he looks exactly the same. He was still a forty five year old, right? Man. And it's he's always he's always been Sean Astin. He even so had like, breathing problems. That, yeah. <laughs> It's so easy to just pick them out because like some of these some actors, especially the the younger the ones who came out younger, you know, late teens, early 20s when we saw them like I might not even recognize them looking back. You know, right. I, might, I might be like, oh, shit, that was them. But like Sean Astin, everything he's in, you're like, yeah, that's Sean Astin. It's like I remember watching uh, Firefly for the first time and Zac Efron's in there. And I was like, ah, if right? I had I if I recognize you I at the time, I would have hated you. But I mean, now I think you're cool. It's fine. <laughs> Um, but Michael, it's interesting that we're, we're touching on the, like, there is a... So fucking, you want me to fuck KFC? Is that what you, is that what you were saying? No, I want you to fuck KFC, Michael. I want you to date. Oh, date. And sexualize Colonel Sanders, which... Fuck, Mary kill, KFC, Popeyes, and Zaxby's. No, it's more a fuck, Mary kill. (laughs) So, Michael, are you familiar with, um, the, the game genre of dating simulators? Dating simulators. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is this is this like a like a porn video game? Not really. I mean, it's certainly adjacent, but generally, so it's a series. Who enjoys dating enough to want to do a dating sim? Oh, or is it like a training simulator? It's like a flight simulator where you Kinda. train to fly the F thirty five. Yeah, except it's usually, from what I understand, you're set. It's set in a Japanese high school, and you're just trying to date <laughs> literally everyone. And and the ultimate goal is just to smooch them and just like do homework <laughs> together. Um, <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
<laughs> so you're just wait. So you play a game where you're a high school person trying to date in high school. That sounds like everyone's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to play a game that is literally encompasses some of the worst times in people's lives? Because you're idealizing. It's like, oh, what if it wasn't so tough in real life? And then I could just find all the people I want to date, have one to two, like, three-sentence conversations with them, and then kiss them. And then uh, we do homework together and hang out. And that's way better. That's an idealized situation of the actual soul-crushing journey that dating is in today's modern world. I just, I cannot... I cannot get behind this genre of game where you do things in the game that you could exist do in, in real, real life. life. Like, yeah. like Farmville and shit. Like I tried to play that game and I was like, I don't want to farm. That's why I live in <laughs> Chicago and I buy shit from the grocery store. I don't want to learn how to farm. Well, Michael, in this one, crucially important, you can't date multiple versions of Colonel Sanders. You can. Well, that's a great point. And so this is this is honestly, I think the so we talked about the multiple versions of the kernel that KFC has been like promoting in their broadcast commercials for like the last two years. Longer, I think. Yeah. So they've had different iterations of Colonel Sanders. Who's your favorite? And it's it's always been like, okay, why are they doing this? Why is it just like this a funny whatever? Now that the kernel's you know dead, um, (laughs) I think now. So wait, I have a very important question. Yeah, shoot. Who is your favorite Colonel Sanders? Honestly, I gotta say Reba. Reba? Yeah. She's just... I would definitely date and smooch and play and do homework with Reba. Okay. For sure. I would probably also... Um, the Norm the, McDonald... Norm McDonald is... I would probably Colonel date and smooch Norm good. McDonald. Um, who's the really, <laughs> really super tan guy? George? George Hamilton? Yeah, George Hamilton, I'd probably, I wouldn't smooch George Hamilton because I I wouldn't want him to crumble to dust as soon as my lips touched him, but um, I would certainly, ha- I'd certainly take him out to dinner, a nice chicken dinner. He was actually the most apropos KFC mm-hmm. spokesperson because he is just like extra crispy chicken. Mm-hmm. And like that, they nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I keep, I keep derailing the, it's all the good. conversation. I feel like if Phil Hartman were still alive, he would have been mm. in one of these commercials, and I definitely mm-hmm. would have dated and smooched Phil Hartman. Um, okay. What? Okay. God. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. Um, so, Michael, in this game, you it's called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-looking-good <laughs> dating simulator. Oh, gross. In which you play a promissory, cu- promising culinary student who's studying alongside a young Colonel Sanders uh, in cur- culinary school. So you have to, in the game, you have to make your way through culinary school while also romancing Colonel Sanders. And if you're lucky what? enough and good enough at romancing, he might also take you on as a business partner. Apparently, there are nine characters, one of whom is a dog who's also a professor. I don't know. <laughs> um... So, Michael, I like... So, we mentioned the 11 Herbs and Spices earlier. I like this for a couple of reasons. One, in my game, in my head, I have not checked this out, you get your choice of which of the, like, 12 to 20 different TV versions of Colonel Sanders have been in there. It's like, I want to sex up George Hamilton, Colonel Sanders. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Also, I assume there is a hidden side quest where if you sex up Colonel Sanders good enough... He reveals the secrets of the herbs and spices to you. <laughs> that is that is very hard to get to that level, though. 
I'm sure I'm sure you got to play for hours and hours. It's probably a quantum level of difficulty to press all of the colonel's good buttons to get those 11 origin spices out of him. So it's a young Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it in this picture. I mean, like, it looks like a hot, young, sexy Colonel Sanders still is has like, white hair and like a plantation beard. <laughs> but Is it Jude Law? It's like young Pope. Yeah, kind of like a young, sexy Jude Law KFC Pope. Also, am I supposed to believe that Colonel Sanders went to culinary school? Like he's a he was a colonel. Yeah, in in the Civil War, where he was a racist, I assume that's what I have. You know what? That's what kind of what I've always assumed about Colonel Sanders was that he was Mm -mm. like he was he was a, a Confederate soldier. He was a general at Johnson's, and they went to war with Wales, and then uh, Johnson beat Wales, and then they just became Johnson and Wales Culinary School. <laughs> I said general. I meant colonel. <laughs> oh wow! He just yeah. He looks like um. He looks like the. I mean, every anime guy I've ever seen. But sure. I was going to say specifically like tuxedo mask from Sailor Moon, but. <laughs> I mean, can I say this? This colonel fucks. He he definitely fucks. Yeah. I like the idea, though, that he's always had all white hair, white beard, mm-hmm. white mustache, everything. Yeah. Kind of like, and this is disappointing, um, uh, Leslie Nielsen, at one point, like very early on in his life, he had white, the white hair, that he's his trademark, white hair. But I did see one old like sci-fi movie that he was in, not being funny, which sucked. Um, he had like a light, a light brunette hair going on, and I was like, hey, "Really? Sorry, Leslie, get your hair game on point and be funnier." Did, did Colonel is Colonel Sanders? Is that his name? Is his name just Colonel? I think his his name is just Colonel, and not a rank. <laughs> second question: Did he just come out with the with the white hair? And beard, like he's just a baby with all of this, this face, or some sort of mystic mutant accident happened to him, and his blood is just infused with chicken grease. And he was, he was just a very unfunny comic. <laughs> yeah, so Michael, I would put at least twenty hours into this game to fuck Colonel Sanders. That's all <laughs> I feel like we both need to play it and see, see how far we got with Colonel Sanders. I also would probably spend a lot of time just hanging out with the dog chef because I want to see what he gets up to. I'm I'm into the dog chef for sure. Yeah. Is he making fried chicken? I don't know. Michael, what you got going on for me this week, buddy? Well, I mean, since we're talking about origin stories, I have one of the darkest origin stories of a of a childhood uh figure that I've ever heard. I'm so nervous. <laughs> so Everyone's aware with uh, Mr. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah, the the good the, pizza rat. The good the good the, pizza rat. The original pizza rat. Him and his friends will you know play some music for you. You know they'll they'll wish you a happy birthday, and somebody found out that <laughs> in the actual Chuck E. Cheese Wikipedia page, it says that Chuck, Mr. Cheese is an orphaned mouse who does not know his own birthday, and he hosts parties for kids to make up for the hole in his own childhood. <laughs> so he just hosts birthday parties every day because he doesn't have his own birthday? Also, how did he choose the name Cheese? Did he did he pick the name Cheese? Was, so, was it given to him? 
I mean, he just liked pizza, maybe. I, you know, and so he grew up in an orphanage called St. Marinara's. Uh-huh. Because he was an orphan, he did not know his actual... St. Marinara's. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> he did not know when his own birthday was, but he loved celebrating the birthdays of the other orphans in the orphanage. He loved music and games, and he especially loved singing Happy Birthday, even though he'd never heard it sung to himself. It gets better. One day, Michael was when the he headmaster. Was, too old. was the headmaster at Saint Marinara's uh, Monsignorella? <laughs> it was Chef Boyardi, actually. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, he, when he got too old to stay in the orphanage, he moved to New York City, where he was sad, lonely, and homeless, and decided to sleep in a pizzeria because he loved the music from the radio and the smell of pizza. Oh my God! So eventually, again, okay, he got so again, caught he- by the. <laughs> He aged out of the orphanage? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> he got caught by the pizza shop owner who tried to kill him. What? The only thing that saved Chuck was his singing. The pizzeria owner thought he had a great voice and employed this sing to customers hold in the on. restaurant. Okay, so hold on. First of all, I've seen Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. He's a five and a half foot rat. Tall rat. <laughs> who, one, has crazy eyes. So, okay, so the he was... Sleeping outside of a pizzeria, sad. No, in a pizzeria. Home. In a pizzeria. Yeah. Okay. First of all, how did he not think he was gonna get caught? Again, he's fucking massive. And he was also, laying in a booth, you know. He thought maybe I'll just get away with this. Maybe I'll just snooze under here. Okay. And then the pizza shop owner comes out with, I guess, one of those big pizzas like ladles to smash <laughs> him over the head. I guess. And then Chuck here. His first thought is to just start cranking out the blues. She's like, this will stop him. I better, in my time of near murder, I better start singing, I don't know, pop songs. Look, I've never seen Annie, but from what I understand, she just sings randomly. So maybe Chuck just took his cue from Annie. And then the pizzeria owner, mid-swing at trying to decapitate this gigantic rat with his pizza ladle, (laughs) just hears the voice of an angel is like, you got it. You get you big, big pizza rat. You need to sing to my customers who are already deathly afraid. I have a C rating for the help from the health the department. Probably because all the the pizza rats, the big five foot rats that are just sleeping under the tables. Um, but you can sing, so I don't know. Let's get you a band, bitch. Uh, it gets worse. Oh God! On his first night up on stage, Chuck was too afraid to sing and kept getting booed. Long story short, he saw a boy with a birthday crown and couldn't help but sing. The crowd cheered, and the pizzeria became the most popular spot in town forevermore, perfect for families and birthday parties. I'm trying to pinpoint. I mean, one, I guess it's like a fight or flight thing when you're trying to be about to be murdered by a pizza shop owner, and you just <laughs> sing your heart out, and you just like spellbound him, um, and then you can't sing when you're up on stage. But then you just see a little birthday boy getting his shitty birthday crown in the midst of an entire pizzeria booing a big rat on stage. Some parents are just don't want don't want any part of that. And they're just putting their birthday crown on the little boy in the midst of that scene. And then you're just so overcome with the the birthday joy that you just built out. What song do you sing in that moment that just. Wins over the entire murderous crowd. I assume happy birthday, but like, do they, they don't sing happy birthday. No. They sing some kind of 
like weird version of it so they don't have to pay whoever the royal, wrote happy yeah. birthday but also how good of a rendition of happy birthday would it have to be to one get a crowd to cheer for you and then to make the pizzeria with the big singing rat the most popular spot in town forevermore hey have you ever heard him sing when a man loves a woman i haven't doesn't get much better than that for my money <laughs> i mean yeah Michael, I can't tell you how freaked out the first time I went to Chuck E. Cheese I was by his horrible, empty demon eyes. I mean, and it makes a lot more sense now because, like, they claim that he's happy, but he's not. that's the story that the Chuck E. Cheese franchise is giving you that, oh, he he just happened to sing for the pizzeria owner and he was like, hey, I'm going to employ you. And I, not that he... Almost killed him, realized he could sing, and then was like, oh, I could make bank off of this uh, giant, giant rat, which I don't know if you've checked recently, but the Constitution doesn't give rats any special rights. (laughs) So I'm thinking that Chuck E. Cheese is a prisoner. Yeah. Basically. Michael, have you seen any of the Rock of Fire Explosion like music videos? Are you familiar with Rock of Fire Explosion? Is that the guy who bought the old ones and then made them play like so, ushers? So yeah. the guy bought a band from Rock of Fire Explosion, so or the Rock of Fire Explosion from Showbiz Pizza, which was a pizza chain. Mm. Uh, in Orlando, the Jamboree Bears. Exactly. So big old bears. There's like a gorilla. Um, some nasty bears. Um, so started in Orlando, and then so had an animatronic band, and then they rebranded and they replaced all the Rock of Fire Explosion characters with Chuck E. Cheese characters. So someone bought the, a Rock of Fire Explosion band set, and then like tuned it to play like. Fuck you by CeeLo Green or Usher, <laughs> like Love in This Club. And like the Love in This Club, like video is one That's of the funniest fucking one. things I've ever seen in my life because it's just this big, like, bucktooth bear singing Usher. <laughs> and it's incredible. I have a very, very important question. Shoot. So Chuck E. Cheese has a band mm-hmm. of other animals that play instruments and sing are they how did all, they get hooked up are they also orphans are these other like an, like big like barn animals that the owner tried to kill and it's like oh you can also you, wait you can play bass Good job, bro. all right yeah. also what in what universe do people come to a restaurant and see a giant six foot tall rat singing or trying to sing and their first reaction is like boo you're a bad singer not like holy shit that's a six foot rat yeah i am i in danger should my kids be here <laughs> probably not do you have rabies chuck almost definitely i would be more i mean you get the plague homie what's up what's up with them fleas what you doing <laughs> helen henny mr munch jasper t jowls and pasquale those were his bandmates, in case anyone's wondering. I'm looking at the the cast of characters from the Rock of Fire Explosion, and they, too, had some pretty, like, they don't go as in-depth into them, but, like, they're also pretty grim. <laughs> <laughs> this one guy named Looney Bird, who sang vocals, um, who's close friends with Billy Bob Broccoli, <laughs> who's a brown bear. <laughs> um but um 
Looney was portrayed as an alcoholic who used gasohol, a cheaper form of gas that Billy Bob invented, to become intoxicated. So he literally just huffed gas fumes to sing on stage. <laughs> Why are these children's animatronic robot bands so grim and dark? By the way, do you know where I found the information about the other uh, Pizza Time Theater bandmates? I'm terrified to find out. Wikifur.com, which is a Wikipedia site dedicated to furries. Okay. Uh, Michael, do not... I know that I've gone down many a <laughs> Wikipedia rabbit hole. I implore you, for your own sanity, do not go down there. Do not I click want, If we ever do go to a furry convention for any reason, I am so 100% going to dress up as one of the anim- animatronic... Chuck E. Cheese bandmates. <laughs> In- including Metal Exoskeleton. Oh, 100%. Michael, I don't I, know whether it'll be Jasper T. Jowls or Arnie Antlers, but again, it'll having, be one of them. Having wandered into one of those in your fine city, I gotta say, you don't want to go to one, bud. And I was only there during the like morning welcome committee. And that was nasty enough. Oh, but yeah, so Chuck E. Cheese, um, Dark Origins. Yeah, um, okay. Dark, but why? Why? Why do they give such terrible Dark Origins to these characters? Yeah, I feel like it, it's very simple. It's like, I don't know, the big pizza rat got, like, blasted by pizza radiation and turned into a, a rock star. Like, that's it. That's all you need. Oh. Do you know he's a mouse now? Okay. He used to be a rat until 1995, but... Rats have tails, and um, not all mice do, and apparently children used to yank the tail off of Chuck E. Cheese, so they made him a out. mouse. Made him a mouse with no tail. Uh, Michael, you want to know- Also, the, 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 the voice of Chuck E. Cheese most recently is uh, Jarrett Reddick, who is the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. That actually checks out. <laughs> yeah. Michael, right, sorry. You, you want to know the first thing I did as a child when I saw- um, like goofy at a character breakfast in Disney. Uh try to yank off his head. Try to yank off his entire head by his like big like <laughs> ball nose. And then when I couldn't yank his head off, I punched him as hard as I could in his nose. I was three. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. That checks out. Michael, do you want to know what this weekend is? Actually today, Friday, as this show comes out? Uh yeah, please. Tell me. Are you, Michael Howard, my good friend, ready to unveil all the good secrets hidden within Area 51? Because they can't it's stop us all, here. baby. We're there, finally. Oh, it's it's raid time, homie. I was actually, so we had talked about this story when they first started talking about it. And mm-hmm. just recently, I, I remembered the story and I got kind of upset because I thought I missed it. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I should have heard something about this, but... Right, it, it already happened. It feels it like didn't. it should have happened months ago because we've yeah. been talking. Like it, it's been in my mind for I don't know eight weeks now. You can't give the government that much warning, right? Although I feel like again, if the you give them enough warning, you give them a, you give them enough time to prepare for a big wave of Naruto runners and whatever, and then like a little strike force sneaks in the back. But I, I feel like they should have not publicize the date they were going to do it. They should have had a meetup 
yeah. on a specific day and and then discuss the date they were going to storm because typically you don't want to tell them yeah when it's going to happen oh yeah i mean again whatever I, you know oh <gasps> huh false flag they're going tomorrow <laughs> or, t- or they're going yesterday they already went they already okay so you're they saying they're they going were, a day early the, yeah. the 19th or they're going to go saturday 20, 19, like, 19, oh, 19. They, they thought we were going to show up now we're here on the 21st whoops <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone went home. Well, it, Michael, to your point, though, I, it feels like so much has happened in the world since they announced this, like other legitimately like two things in Russia that we did not talk about. Like they accidentally blew up a nuclear bomb, apparently, like mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. like hidden lab. And then just like two days ago, a Russian lab that houses like Ebola and smallpox blew up. <laughs> and everyone's just like, yeah, it's fine. And it's already gone from the news cycle. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like things last approximately a day. So like I thought, like with all that happening, it's like okay, surely we've already raided the alien base and whatever. It's fine. No one, nothing happened. But no, it's 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 happening now, and I can't wait to find out how many redditors die. <laughs> how many people do you think are going to actually like show up? Not to necessarily storm Area Fifty One, because I don't think anyone's going to actually do that. But how many people are going to sh- are going to show up just in the area? I am sure like Roswell, New Mexico and like a bunch of the surrounding towns who I think are like actively like, yeah, come on down, <laughs> homies. Sure. I bet they're going to do boom in business for like a weekend. And mm-hmm. I would say probably like 6000 people will show up. Just just have a good time. I think I drove through Roswell. How was it? Clearly not great if you think you did. <laughs> I remember seeing things about aliens. Sure. Yeah, that one checks out. And hold on, let me let me look real quick at what Roswell looks like, and I'll tell you whether I've been there. It looks like a desert town with like UFO signs, from what I know, and that's mostly from the X Files. Yeah, no, I drove through Roswell. Yeah, cool. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean it. It's not as cool as you would expect. Or, I sorry, have... it is not as cool as I was hoping from my when I was a kid and I thought about what what Roswell and Area 51 would look like. Michael, have you, ever, have you seen the Tremors like series of movies? Yes. Okay. So Tremors one, you got Kevin Bacon. Yeah, um, obviously. You got you got your grab boys, they're coming out of the ground and then, you know, Kevin Bacon runs them off of a cliff and you know, they all blow up real good. Um that's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tremors two. There's no Kevin Bacon. Same with Tremors three. Whatever. It's just like the old man with the mustache and he shoots things real good. The town that they like, they become famous for having like graboids, and there's like a cottage tourism industry, like, oh, we're gonna take you around for like graboid tours and whatever. <laughs> that is exactly what I imagine, and I am pretty sure I'm 100% correct that Roswell <laughs> is like, it's just this like bullshit tourist town that gets like 10 people a year coming through, but like the entire town is geared towards whoa, aliens. <laughs> Yeah, but it was like I was hoping for more of like a like an X Files, like ooh aliens, than a like campy bullshit green guy, like oh aliens. You know, I was thinking, I was expecting like more a different tone of voice, a different yeah, <laughs> like not so fucking campy and tongue in cheek. Like I want to learn about actual aliens. Show me them aliens, though. You want to learn about actual aliens. I want to learn about the actual aliens that have landed at from, Area 51. From simple folk in New Mexico. Exactly. They the, they know they're there. They're on the ground. They were there when it happened. I saw it in Men in Black. So you just wish they took it a little bit more seriously. 
Uh, yeah. And tr- treated treated their town with the gravitas that it deserves. Uh, yes. Area 51 is like the place you think of when you think about aliens coming to Earth. Well, alien, Area 51 and Roswell are very different, my friend. Yeah, I know, but Roswell is where the initial, like, the original UFO, like, crash landing Well, Michael, you don't know what the museum and gift shop at Area 51 looks like. They could be very (laughs) on the nose and very open about, like, yeah, this is, these were the gray little guys. Um, Here's a keychain. What if they show up at Area 51 and they go to storm it and they're they're just, like, they've actually just set up an actual, like, tourist thing. They're like, yeah, come on in. It's 30 bucks. We've been waiting here for years. We're right up the road from Roswell. No one has showed up. We, I mean, we didn't put up signs. That's on us. We should have put up a billboard decades ago. I would like that. Yeah, I, they I mean, just or or like it. They since we gave them so much time, we told them when it was going to happen. They set up at a separate Area Fifty One that it looks like the original Area Fifty One. You know what? Sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I was going to say, if these people had really been thinking, like the Facebook organizers, if they had been thinking through this, they would have set the raid for October 31st Mm. and announced it in July or August when they did, but given the government enough time to set up a spooky Halloween funhouse, an alien-themed spooky Halloween funhouse a la Halloween Horror Nights. And then it's just like army guys dressed up as as little gray guys or like, you know, alien aliens or predator. And they're just running through, ripping out spines. And but you're like, hey, yeah, you get to drink like a hunch punch from a blood bag, you know, cool stuff like that. But there are actually aliens, but you don't know. Yeah, because everyone's dressed as an alien. It's like, oh, wow, what a great costume. And then like they rip your heart out and they're like, oh, man. Oh, man. That was it. Like that would have been they should. Man. Clearly not a brand or like a marketer among the group, unfortunately. Or they could have just done it last week, Friday the 13th. Again, Michael, a lot of easy touch points that these ding-dongs just fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like the people who plan to raid Area 51 are uh, morons. Stupid idiots. Man, Michael, I, I cannot tell you how much money I would pay to go to a Halloween party. I have not dressed up for Halloween in... Probably 20 years. I think <laughs> oh, the last on. time I wore a costume was like my Little League baseball uniform. I was like, oh, oh we Don wore Mattingly. costumes in college. <laughs> yeah, I, college I kind of did. I never really dressed up, though. It was never my thing. But I would pay all sorts of money. I would get all sorts of drugs and dress up real, real good and just go balls to the wall in Area 51 for a Halloween party. You yeah. could not stop me. Yeah. Why? Like, here. here's the problem with Area 51 is like, it's. And other people have said this. It's too famous at this point. They clearly don't have anything there that it's important because they would just move it to Area 52 that no one knows about. Exactly. Michael, would you care to guess how I would make all of us show up, including Curtis? How? Uh, you're Randy Quaid. Curtis is Will Smith. And I Ooh. am an alien that he drags behind me in a parachute. Yes. And then or they have to let us me in. behind him in a parachute. They have to let us in. Mm-hmm. We, we show up in a truck. Yeah. Like, hey, look, we have we have an alien. This is this is. Uh, the entrance fee. And right, whenever for- I get mouthy, Curtis just punches me in the head. And that's it. And then I go to sleep and I don't really have any fun. <laughs> and he says, welcome to Earth. All the time. So were you in? The, were you big into aliens when you were younger? Or is that just me? Um, Yeah, I liked aliens. Uh, I was a little, I was a little uh, spooked out by them. But no, I, I really 
space in general has always like been my thing. And mm. I, the thought of aliens, I don't think I was ever like, I don't think I ever conceived of the thought of like scary aliens until <laughs> I saw uh, men in black. And even that was just like, okay, they're more just like lovable misfits. And then I saw alien. I was like, Oh wait, no, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do like aliens. the, I do like the idea that, um, there are all these different types of aliens that just like exist as humans. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good one. Yeah, I think I saw. Honestly, I think I might have seen Contact before oh, I saw most, yeah. which is not a great movie for like a thirteen-year-old to see. But like, I think I saw that before most like alien movies, and I was like, oh man, there's just a whole world out there, big waste <laughs> of space. That's right, Matthew McConaughey, crazy fuck. <laughs> I love the idea that we get like all discouraged that we haven't found aliens yet when we've really only had the technology to look for them for like, I don't know, 70 years. Mm-hmm. And the it takes literally like millions of years to get to anything that could remotely handle life. And we're just like, where are they? We've been looking for 70 whole years out of 13.9 billion years of the universe. There's that. And also it's like, I mean, to what end are we really looking for alien life? Like. Have we gotten that tired of killing life we know about and even don't know about it? It's like, I know we want to level up our, like, killing power on a species level, but, like, guys, come on, we're fine. We we have so much more work to do here. So much to do. We ain't got a whole ocean to boil before we get to aliens. (laughs) We we have to talk about this, because this is, this is, this happened, uh, I guess, or a little bit last week at this point. But how, have you ever thought about how you might handle getting fired or or quitting or something like that? Something like that you'd be like, oh, man, I'm epic. I'm going to do this. Um, first of all, I was with you until you said that last sentence. Um, I've never, ever had the thought, I'm epic. I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, I will say my last job... Um, I don't really know why. I think it was because I was bored and disengaged with everything I was doing. But like, I probably worked at my previous job for four years under just a constant fog of I could be fired any day, <laughs> any day. Like I had like no mental job security whatsoever. Whatsoever. So I think I had like contingency plans, but I was. It was just always just like this could just happen, and that's just gonna be my life now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so if like if if say for example, you were pretty sure you were about to get fired, and they called you in, called you in the office. Hold on, Michael. Before you get in there, sorry. Have have you put together an elaborate like exit strategy? I ha- I haven't before. Well, not not a not a, a, a getting fired strategy. I mean, like there's a lot of it's very specific to who my boss would be at the time. Right. But I've definitely had fantasies about what I would do for a quitting story. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm, I mean you have yeah you have to have those because otherwise it's just a boring long slog at work all day and then you die and you have no fun in your life. <laughs> okay, I am gonna demand at least one of these stories, but please continue. So there's a man in New Zealand. Okay. Oh, he, our favorite place. He caught wind that he was going to be fired. They called him in to have a meeting with the boss and HR, and they said that he could bring someone with him for support. Like, I don't know the exact reason he was getting fired, because they, they blurred out his his identity, 
and these pictures. Um, yes, there are pictures of a man being fired because he chose as his person of support a clown. He hired a clown to be his support clown to come and sit in the conference room meeting with his boss and the HR people to get fired. There are so many layers to this story. Like, first of all, I don't love like the making light of like emotional support stuff because that, you know, that's serious. But one, the fact that he chose a clown, incredible. Um, I do want to come back to ask what the clown was doing during this to provide emotional support. I'm also massively fascinated by whatever New Zealand HR system (laughs) allows you to bring someone for support and also the mindset that you would have that you would like welcome someone to hear like a friend or loved one to come hear why exactly you're getting fired from your job. (laughs) So they call it a, they keep calling it a redundancy meeting, which I assume is like a downsizing. Michael, you've seen, have you seen the British office? I have, but I don't remember. They say redundancies all the time, basically layoffs, but I mean like firing, whatever. So basically your, your job has become redundant. We're getting rid of you. Exactly. You've been promoted to customer. So it was a redundancy meeting and apparently in New Zealand, you get to bring someone with you. I I don't know why. I would not want that. No. It's like, well, Mike, uh, you were uh, always consistently late and the laziest person on staff. Um, you and farted, really mediocre. You farted in the kitchen every day. Um, <laughs> shouldn't have done that. We really, we all really hated that. Um, you ate everyone's lunch. Um, one time you punched the boss's wife. Um, yeah. you. And mostly, though, you're really lazy and you did bad work. Just so lazy. Anyway, uh, Mike's mom, uh, you can take him home now. (laughs) You raised a terrible son. Uh, Thank you for all your bad work. Oh, man. I would bring somebody who would just... Who would you bring? It's someone really antagonistic. I feel like I would bring, like, a hype man. Like, Like, honestly, I would just have... I think, honestly, I would bring Odette, our friend Odette, to just be, like, massively vocal and just be like, fuck you, <laughs> like, nonstop. That would, that's actually a pretty good one. Either that or, like, a masseuse to just give me a massage the entire time. So, he's something, like, super chill when I'm getting terrible news. Do you, like, do you think this is because they want to have, like, a, a no- so, like, they clearly have the boss and HR, so they have a, a team. They want to allow you to have a team, so you're not feeling like so. So they have a but, witness. I mean, I get having like a. The thing is, in that situation, you want a neutral right. witness, and you are not getting that. You are inviting a second antagonistic party to the conversation, and also someone who does not have a vested interest in just remaining quiet and just taking the firing because like for me if i walk into that meeting maybe i get a severance but i if i have someone who's in that meeting defending me to a point that maybe i'm not comfortable with and (laughs) escalates the situation more maybe i can say goodbye to my severance package because me ma just got really got really nasty with people (laughs) that's true i'd bring in yeah i'd bring in like i'd bring in my grandma just to yell at them or like to make them feel really bad and maybe shame them into keep letting me keep my job. Like you're just invite like adding another person is just 
introducing for no reason an X factor that you cannot control. Because yeah. at least with me, the employee, you have like my last paycheck or, yes. or a reference or anything. You don't control my Mima. Yeah, and it says like, oh, the usual suspects are are a friend, colleague, or family member. Like, I'm, I'd be like, hey, hey, Kush, I I'm about to be laid off. Could you could you come and sit in this meeting with me? I would bring any of my friends, like firstborn children, and be like, hey, I need you to come with me. And I'd be like, this is my this is my little brother. <laughs> This is my foster child that I've been raising. Um, Didn't tell anyone because I was, you know, I've just been really putting a lot of work into this situation. So you asked earlier what the clown was doing to provide support. Can't imagine it's good. It blew up balloons and folded them into a series of animals throughout the meeting. And it mimed (laughs) crying when the redundancy paperwork was handed over. (laughs) Did he have a soundboard? Because I would have like a... (laughs) Did he have a lapel flower that shot water at at the bosses when he actually did get fired? So, (laughs) that would be amazing. (laughs) I do like that one man brought down this entire institution of, for some reason, New Zealand bosses inviting friends and family to witness you being fired. Because there's no way no anyone continues this afterward, right? No. Because the next the next step is like inviting like a support emu or something, or like <laughs> a support poisonous spider gang. Which <laughs> my support attack dog. <laughs> uh. So okay. So the, the the original story I found blurred. It was the pictures were provided by the company. And so they blurred out the person's face and they didn't say who it was because and they didn't really give any details. And but then they, did he leak it to the press? Like, they fuck found, it, it was me. They found the guy, Josh Thompson. Um, did you say Chompson or Thompson? <laughs> Thompson. Okay. Jo- Josh, Josh Thompson. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, they He got an email from his boss that said, bad news. We're having a meeting to discuss your role. Wow, that is unprofessional so he said i thought it was best to bring in a professional so i paid 200 dollars and hired a clown <laughs> it says thompson's boss thompson's bosses had to request he quiet the <laughs> quiet the balloon animal making down because it was so squeaky <laughs> multiple times can i say this maybe there's an hourly minimum but i assume this was a half hour meeting he paid two hundred dollars for a fucking clown. That's well, lawyer money right there, homie. Yeah, I mean he, you know, I assume that clowns don't usually do hourly, so it was just you know he has them for I four to, hours. It's now. a it's a four hour birthday party. That's my rate. I get paid for four hours. And let me say this: fifty bucks an hour is still pretty good for clown work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem is is that the clown work isn't steady. You know, if it was, if you were Not working yet. eight hours a day as a clown at fifty at fifty dollars an hour, hell yeah, sign Not me yet, up. But hey, Michael, get let me say this: people get fired all the time. Uh, that's a good point. People need clown friends. He just that's opened a great a, this, point. This guy just helped him pioneer a whole new business market. That's true. It's a, it, like it's really a business development proposition mm-hmm. here. Like bring me to all of your meetings, even when you're not getting fired. Just 
just meetings in general. I will say I am in a very meeting heavy culture at my job. <laughs> if there were a clown present <laughs> making balloon animals, <laughs> I would make it through two and a half meetings before I strangled that clown to death with a balloon. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's yeah. no joke. That would yeah, maybe two and a half. Michael, who would you hire to come along with? Because for me, Jack Bauer. Okay, Jack Bauer, kill kill the entire audience. Um, I my coworkers and I at my last like my last job uh, did stumble upon. I think the website has changed recently, but there are multiple sites where you can just hire celebrities to come oh, like to an event yes. or whatever. Um, and we did find that we could have brought. Um, two live crew oh. to our um, new office opening for like four grand. Oh, it's so worth it. And even if I was about to lose my job, which I he was, um, I would maybe invest $4,000 to bring two live crew into my place of <laughs> business for the next hour and then just get... <laughs> nasty in that building real real nasty and shoot an entire two live crew music video Mm -hmm. while i'm getting fired and then you know what i'll pay the extra two thousand dollars for like yeah they're gonna get trespassed maybe go to jail i'll bail them out that's fine a hundred percent going to jail six thousand dollars for two live crew to just wreck my office (laughs) as i get fired (laughs) not bad uh michael getting closing thoughts from me this week buddy I have a closing shower thought. Uh Uh-oh. So, this one is disturbing on so many levels. Oh, God. But it also makes you think. Oh, okay. A real uh, real nut scratcher. It's it's not uh, officially a hashtag shower thought. It is just just a tweet. Okay. From a brilliant mind. Alex at Egg in Burger. Sure. Which, delicious. Egg in burger or egg, egg on in, burger? Well, I mean, in it or on it, whatever. It's the same thing. No, that is not. No, Michael. One is a one is a eggy Lucy. No, one no, no. no. A, if you think about it, though, like the burger is not the burger until you put the top bun on it, right? Sure. Because otherwise, it's just a it's a patty melt. It's an open faced sandwich until you put the top bun on it. Hey, Michael, here's a question: Is a juicy Lucy a cheeseburger? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> It's a it's burger meat with cheese. But the cheese is in the burger. It's not I don't on care. the burger. It's <laughs> it, Michael, if you if you just saw a juicy Lucy patty cook, you'd be like, oh, it's a hamburger. Shit. Then you bite into it. Cheese. I'm just saying it's it's the same it's the same thought as saying like I'm getting on the plane or I'm getting in the plane. No, like, absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah. Michael, an egg on a burger is so vastly different than a than an egg in a burger. No, Are you're because you, you're you're assuming that I'm saying in the burger patty. No, it's in the burger. It's in it's in the stack of burger. The burger is the meat. No, the it's burger, not. Yes, yes, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh. a patty. That's a patty. It's not a burger until you put the bun on it. And I all the am other willing fixings. to derail this show at 58 <laughs> minutes into it and just yell at you about it. But an egg in a burger is different than an egg on a burger. <laughs> it's in it's in the stack of the burger. Man, that is that is a semantic argument I am not willing to accept. But please continue. <laughs> at egg and burger says. 
What if your teeth were naturally flaccid and got hard when you got hungry? God, can we talk about eggs and burgers again? <laughs> oh, my God. That is the... Oh, bud. Just imagine your teeth just being all soft. You don't have to tell me to do it. I can't think about anything else now. But just imagine how how much harder it would be to overeat. Yeah, if my teeth were just fucking, like, Sour Patch Kids? Yeah, like, once you were done... Once you were, once you were full, once you were sated, your teeth did their thing and then now now they're now they're flaccid again you can't you can't continue to eat them chips you ain't got you ain't got hard teeth well michael this is some oh man god this is disgusting um <laughs> oh yucky yucky and so, Wait, just so you like, think of sour patch kids is that that's what you think of or like gummy bears probably gummy bears oh so more of a gummy consistency i see i was thinking more of like a like wet noodles yeah yeah, that's probably more. Oh, like like just, a fettuccine noodle. Just, just shells, <laughs> shells and cheese. Oh God, yeah. It's okay, so this, so it's like, is it like a gradual thing where just like they're just flaccid and nasty in your mouth, it's just like a lump of dough, and then just like they slowly get harder, just like, or is it like middle school like wit rules where you're just like boom boner. I'm hungry. I now. assume it would work very, very similarly to a boner, where as when you're young, yeah, you can you can get your teeth hard whenever you need to. Is there but such when a you're thing old? As sometimes. Premature. <laughs> <laughs> premature teeth. I thought I was hungry, but turns out I'm not. Uh, well, I had a nibble, and uh, we all had fun here. So, oh uh, boy, oh sorry, I am sorry about sorry. that. Sorry, usually, burger. That's never happened to me before. My appetite's usually bigger. Um, this never happens. To me. <laughs> Gross, man. Um, uh, God, I don't like this. I don't like it. <laughs> so, in response to this tweet, he says, "After making this tweet, my dishwasher mysteriously flooded my entire kitchen. This is a cursed tweet." <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I agree with. This kind of reminds me of. I think something you had mentioned to me like a while ago, just uh, just generally about like weed turning off like your brain's like hunger like receptors. Yeah, so just, like it suppresses the chemical or whatever that your that your stomach releases to tell your brain that you are full and you should stop eating. So how would this work? Would it be you your body can't like you're you're hungry. You're just but constantly your, hard. Your brain is not. Or would you Ooh. be constantly flaccid teeth? Oh, no. But you wouldn't be able to stop shoving food in your dumb mouth because oh. you're high. Just milkshakes all because your brain doesn't know to tell your teeth that it's hungry. That's a good point. But your body's like, I'm gonna eat, homie. Sorry. It's like whiskey, whiskey dick, whiskey teeth. <laughs> <laughs> My whiskey teeth are floating. Um, yikes. Are, oh, man, yeah. I really want to eat some drunk food, but I just cannot get it up I in my mouth right now. I really want to just whole mouth these pizza rolls. But, <laughs> mm. I was tongue deep in some pizza rolls and my teeth just went just, flaccid. My teeth just couldn't get it up. Michael, I've never been more disgusted <laughs> by you or this show, but it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Um, do we have more on that one? <laughs> no. I think, 
<laughs> I think we got it. I think okay, we nailed it. Got it. Got it in one. Um, well, my, everyone, if you've liked this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. You can find out more information about this show at goodbuddymedia.com. You can also find out more information about our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of The Hit Show 24. We just put out uh, episode seven of uh, day three. A good um, one. It was a good one. A lot of twists and turns. Uh, fastest rise and fall of a mole in 24 history. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're back on track with that one. We're going to be uh, kind of getting back into a groove on that. Um, so even if you don't like the, that show, bleh, even if you've never seen 24, you will probably like that one because it's really just an extra long dose of us just goofing off, much like this one. Um, so, uh, yeah, give that a listen. And, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can help us out by searching for Trends in Low Places or Longest Days of Our Lives on your podcast app of choice. And... uh Smashing that subscribe button with your flaccid Smash teeth, it. just <laughs> just out. gumming that su- that subscribe <laughs> button, <laughs> uh, and and please give us a uh, a rating and or a review. Unless you just listen to me say that and it and it turned your rating from a five to a negative one, uh, then just skip that part. You can also help us out by uh, looking us up on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, at T-I-L-P cast. Um, if you have a message for us, Twitter's probably the best. Yeah, we've recently decided that we want to be real Twitter boys. We're going to do it. We've decided that um, the only path to being real podcast boys is to be really, really funny on Twitter, which neither of us are, but we're no. going to try. No. Yeah. Here, my problem with Twitter is that <laughs> the racists... <laughs> no, no, I was saying like my oh. problem with with tweeting is the racist respond to your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I never get that far because I type out a tweet and I, what I think to myself is like even if I think it was funny or clever, I go like why? Who why? who needs who needs to read what I've said here? And most of the time it's nobody. I mean, oftentimes it's nobody. But, Michael, think about all the good things that have happened on Twitter. Like, no one needed to hear some random dipshit in Mississippi reply to Jason Isbell about 30 to 50 feral hogs <laughs> racing into his yard to attack his kids. No one needed to hear this made-up con- like thing that happens to this guy and his reasoning for an AR, like an assault rifle. But he said it. He in did. my day, was made infinitely better. That's a good point, but I don't want to be that guy. But you, Michael, you just need to find your thirty to fifty feral hogs <laughs> every day. You need to find you need to find your one thirty to fifty feral hogs every day and make it a habit to share those hogs. Just share the, them hogs, homie. The feral hogs were in you all along. Yeah, Michael, we were all the feral hogs. I'm just <laughs> gonna start tweeting about how in a burger and on a burger is the same thing. Okay, that will get engagement because I will, I will, I will create fake accounts and just scream at you all who, day long. Who gives a fuck whether a hot dog is a sandwich? Is it on the burger or is it in the fucking burger? Yeah, I don't. I couldn't give two fucks about hot dogs. An egg in a, in a burger is in the burger, <laughs> much like the files are it's in the computer. It's not in the patty. It's yes. not in the patty. It's yes, in it the burger. Be. Yes, it would. It's be in the ingredient the- list of the burger. Yeah. 
So it's mashed up. Into so wait, the if you Got if you just you. have just do you call a meatloaf a a big burger? <laughs> yeah, I call it a big fat burger with tomato <laughs> a sauce big, on top. A big fat burger? No, it's my it's... big chunky burger boy. <laughs> <laughs> because that's basically what just a patty by itself is. It's just a mini meatloaf. I call it my burger loaf. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, tweet at us and shit, or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Mike, what's your favorite kind of burger? My favorite kind of burger? Yeah. I, I'm actually a pretty simple man. Okay. I like I like a bur I like the um when they do the double patties, the the thinner double patties. Yeah. I don't like that if they get too thick, it's just uh, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, I get that. I want some I want some crisp on the outside, you know? Yeah, a little smash burger. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like a like a simple cheese, like a cheddar. Like a cheddar and Swiss, and maybe okay. maybe some maybe some shrooms. Oh, where do you put those? Just the, they put them in the burger. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Hey, wait, real quick. Do you want to hear um, Tool Stinkfist? But it's uh, We Are Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift. I would like nothing more. Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Bye.